career change because it's time to play. This is Club Sega with I Need Fruit.
What is up everyone? Hello and welcome to Club Sega, your one spot. Oh no! Oh no! I messed it up! This is like, what is it? Episode 17 or something? And I had messed it up. I was, <laughs> I was on for a high school streak there. Oh well, let's try again. Your one-stop coin-up spot for all your arcade needs. Hello and welcome to a special edition. Um, it's the Sega System Show. That's right, we'll be going through um, all the various different Sega System boards from the Sega System 1 all the way up to the Sega System 32. Now if some of you are unfamiliar with what I mean by that, it's essentially the dedicated hardware boards uh, that most of us know from this 8-bit and 16-bit era. Obviously being in the arcade and being way, way ahead of their time, uh, they, ha they had to be designed on a single board, so a lot of games um, would run on specific hardware. So um, I, I won't bore you guys too much with all the like nitpicky details, but um, we will go through um, some information on each board and uh, have a little chat about that, if that's alright with you guys. Alright, cool, well, um, we, we kicked off the show there with, um, with uh, a cool game that I, I didn't actually know much about until I started researching the show, and it's called Choplifter. Um, I played the Unknown Theme 2 there, and um, yeah, Choplifter is kind of like a Defender-esque game. You fly around, pick up people, save people, but uh, unlike Defender, it's, um, it's based in like a, you know, a helicopter. And you have to drop off people at a base rather than finishing the level and uh, adding up your score at the end. So yeah, there you go. Uh, but after that, we played you Flicky, classic Flicky, and then after that, we played you Wonder Boy. Um, Wonder Boy coming out for the uh, 3DS, I think, or the Wii, maybe. Um, can't remember. There's definitely a Wonder Boy 3, maybe. Um, Wonder Boy game coming out soon. So yeah, check it out. They're pretty good games. And um. We're joined by some very cool people in the IRC. If you want to come and join us, then by all means, um, come on over. It's fairly easy. You've just got to go to radioessie.ga forward slash IRC. And um, if you rather just kick back and listen to some awesome chip tunes, then you can always at Radio Sega, and I'll give you a shout out for stuff. Um, Casey asks, Monster Boy is coming for the PS4 and... So yeah, awesome. Um, we'll, we'll take that as fact. Um, and if he gets it wrong, I'll get to tut at him. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the Sega System one. Let's move on to that. Oh, before we do that, let's um, say hello to everyone in the chat room. Uh, hello to Trigon, Casey, Rexy, Wofox, RK9, CTR, Buffy, Foxy, Gun, Jamie, Kevin B, Lime. Mick Bynes, Mikhail24RD, Punk Gamer, SoFox, Taylor, Trainer Purple, Trekkie, Vegeta, Voice, and Zimmerdon. What's up, guys? Okay, yeah. Time to uh, get a little educational hat on. Uh, let's move um, and just chat about the Sega System 1. So the Sega System 1, which all those tracks I just played you are from, it's, uh, it was released in 1983 and remained active until 1987, so it had a pretty good lifespan. <clears throat> it coexisted with Sega System 2 as well, so we'll, we'll stick all those in the same bag. Uh, amazing that the CPU that ran this thing was a Zlog Z80, and it ran at 4 megahertz. Wow, amazing. Um, and its sound chip as well, um, uh, I, 
think it had, I read this somewhere, I think it had two or maybe three channels uh, that were able to be programmed as FM, so yeah, there's a hard, hard uh, system to program for. So let's move on to something a bit more uh, kind of uh, recent, I'd say, but not really. Uh, we're moving on to the Sega System 16 now, and we'll... Uh, We'll talk about that um, once I play you these tunes. So sit back, enjoy, and let's get ready to travel through a retro history of Sega arcade games. Let's do this.
Sega playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega!
Battlefield there from Golden Axe. Um, uh, before that, we played you uh, Stage 4 from Shinobi, then Strange Duck from Dynamite Ducks, then Alter Beast, the ending theme, so a happy tune from Alter Beast, who'd have thought, and then before that, another Shinobi track from Stage 3. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that was um, some Sega System 16 goodness. Um, so the Sega System 16 arcade hardware was was released in 1986, and it actually um, it kept going um, for a while actually. It says here uh, 1987, 2007. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's got um, other games included um, Fantasy Zone, and uh, uh, we've just played you Dynamite Ducks and stuff. Um, and I will get back to the Sega System 16, but quickly I want to give a shout out on Twitter to, um, I think some guys are listening um, over in Spain, so hola to you, hola, um, thanks for tuning in, um, hello to Miss Nobody, Head Full of Dreams and SH Productions, all tuning in and um, feeling the, the uh, Sega vibes, awesome, um, welcome. So, um, yeah, going back quickly to the Sega System 16, uh, it has a really funny thing that I, uh, that I, I found quite interesting. Um, it, it used a, a Motorola uh, CPU uh, and the Z-Log from the old um, System 1 co-processors, uh, and they used that technology uh, to great effect, with this, uh, as you can see from stuff like Golden Axe and Shinobi and stuff, great games for the time, you know, this is 1986. Um, in fact, Capcom and SNK used the same hardware in their, um, their arcade cabinets once Sega developed it. And um, this board, the Sega System 16, would later go on to become the Mega Drive slash Genesis. So there you go. Um, hence the 16, 16 bit. Um, yeah, there you go. Interesting, right? No? Right? Yeah? Okay, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully that's interesting because I've got a lot more facts for you, um, coming, uh, your way. Um, we're moving on now to which border we've got now. It's the Sega System 24, so we're gonna play some, um, tunes from that. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, have a good one. Uh, kick back, enjoy some chippy tunes. The first one is from the Commodore 64, so oh, sorry about that, but it's a tune nonetheless. But yeah, cool. Enjoy.
Stop Coin Ops Spot for all your arcade needs. Welcome to Club Sega. Gain ground there, um, yeah. Origin, Awaken, theme of heroes um, from the game Gain Ground. Before that, we played you uh, Bonanza Gogo, uh, BGMD, Sage Clear from Bonanza Bros, and then a sneaky little Sid Chip tune snuck in there because why not? A <laughs> bit Sid Chip tune show, uh, Hot Rod, which was obviously on the uh, Sega uh, System 24 board, but. Um, yeah, that was the main theme from the C64 version, so why not? Anyway, the Sega System 24, we're moving towards um, something more recognisable now in terms of gameplay that we know from the Master System and Genesis slash Mega Drive. Uh, it was released in 1988 and hung around in arcades until 1996. Um, I played you three of those uh, games you can get on there, Hot Rod, Game of Bros. Um, what was quite cool about this board is that uh, not only did it have 10 megahertz processor uh, uh, 
Oh, it used two, sorry, two processors at 10 megahertz. Uh, it had 1,360 kilobytes of RAM. So, you know, you, you were rocking with power back in the day with that. Um, one really cool fact that I found out again about the Sega System 24 board is um, is that it could actually show up to 2,048 sprites on screen at the same time, which is impressive, no? Yeah, it's impressive. Well, it would be very impressive if not for the next board that came out um, would be uh, part of what Sega would dub the Super Scalar series, which is what we're going to move on to in a minute. And these tracks you will know very well. Um, but, you know, they're tuned, so why not play them? Uh, I just want to point out as well that some of these past boards, like the Sega uh, System um, 18 and 24 and 16 as well, I think, had a really weird kind of function. They had a suicide battery, which um, if you tampered with any of the boards, if you tried to bootleg them or hack them in any kind of way, this suicide battery would literally fry the entire board. So it really, uh, they were really protective back in the day about these kind of arcade boards and um, and the exclusivity of, of like uh, making sure that you can pirate it which is quite funny in this day and age thinking about you know all the emulators and stuff you can get and, like they, they went they went through such extreme measures back in the day in the late 80s to make sure that no one would copy their their technology otherwise the board would get fried anyway talk about technology let's move on to the super scalar series and we'll chat a bit about that when we get back um, Hello, uh, by the way, um, to everyone listening on Twitter. Uh, listening on Twitter. Hello to everyone tuning in who's not in the chat room and uh, at Radio Sega if you want want to say hi. Um, all right, cool. Let's um, play a very well-known track here. It's one of my favourites from Space Harrier. This is Hiya Oh Hiya Oh Hiya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Enjoy.
No need to insert coin. You're listening to Club Sega.
me with that track. That track is so good. I'm sorry, I love that one so much. It might even be a contender for uh, for an even kind of even. Let's say, hang on, an enduro racer have this equally as good tracks. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was enduro racer there. Um, from and that was the main theme. And before that, we played you the main theme from Hang On. And before that, we played you Hiya O from Space Harrier. So, um, if you think back to the last um, block of music where we were playing stuff from Game Ground and Bonanza Brothers, and you compare that to um, to like the look of Hang On or Space Harrier or Enduro Racer. Uh, this leap in graphics was, was huge, mind-blowing, in fact, for 1986. Um, and it's all down to the uh, Superscalar series of um, arcade boards. Um, it's basically... I'll, I'll read it out. I've got a little note here make more sense. Uh, the pseudo-3D sprite scaling in Sega's Superscalar arcade games were handled in a similar manner to textures in later texture-mapped polygonal 3D games of the 1990s. No one knows what that means. Um, well, if, if, if you don't know what that means, it's basically um, the same as having like a shape and then plastering a texture over the top of it. So say if it was a rock, make a little rock shape and then you plaster a texture over it. Well, this kind of worked in the same way. In fact, Yu Suzuki uh, stated that when he was designing um, Hang On and Enduro Racer and Space Harrier, uh, the designs were always in 3D from the beginning. All the calculations this, um, in the system were 3D, even from Hang On. I calculated, calculated the position, scale, and zoom rate in 3D and converted it backwards to 2D. So I was always thinking in 3D. End quote. Yeah. So um, uh, even though they're obviously 2D kind of sprites, um, the whole kind of sprite scalar series worked. Um, with 3D algorithms and treating them as such. Um, a very impressive bit of hardware for the time. Um, and I've read somewhere something really interesting about how many sprites it could actually... Um, what is it? Yeah, so it could do 128 sprites on the screen per frame. So that's thousands and thousands of sprites scaled per second. And that's just not grown big or small, that's also rotated, which we'll get onto in a bit about rotation and afterburner. But for now, let's move on to the uh, second uh, board that came out, which was the Sega Outrun board. Outrun, of course, um, being one of Sega's most famous uh, racing kind of against the clock games. Um, and it was also uh, the Super Hang On gear and Turbo Outrun. But before we play that, I just want to go back to the dead battery thing, which um, is quite interesting. I got a quote here that that kind of explains how it worked a bit better than me just saying, "Oh, if you tampered with it, it just exploded." That's not exactly true. Might have been lying a tiny bit. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, usually, the way the suicide battery works is the battery's uh, power supply um, was connected to a bit of RAM that held a decryption table. So, um, kind of like a yeah, decryption table. <laughs> this uh, table is the key to decrypting the encry encrypted programs stored in the board's ROMs. When the battery dies, the table goes away and can't be decrypted. So basically, it had the password, it had the passcode, it had the little thing to work in there, and if the battery went, 
then it would just forget it, and then you would no longer be able to play your games, which was uh, which would be very sad. And I was just saying in the chat room, we speak to Kevin B about this, and I'm pretty sure that some of those arcade boards probably just went off randomly and like just stopped working. And um, I kind of doubt that Sega would have uh, been like, oh, sorry, the suicide battery went, um, here, have your money back. He's probably like, well, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong. But anyway, I should probably stop rubbishing Sega on the Sega radio show. Uh, let, let's play um, some Turbo Outrun for you guys now. This is uh, a, an awesome track. Uh, I love this one. This is Who Are You from Turbo Outrun. Enjoy.
You're listening to Club Sega with I Need Fruit.
And we are back. That was Outrider Crisis there from Super Hang On. Uh, before that, we played you Passing Breeze from Outrun. And then before that, we played you Who Are You from Turbo Outrun. Well, that was a great music block. For me, I was feeling all three of those tracks really, really enjoyable. Um, I did actually mention in the IRC, the chat room, that um, I you know, played Turbo Outrun. And Rexy um, came and said something really interesting about it. She said, um, it's, it's very, very, very different from the rest of the series. Uh, she feels like it's actually deliberately trying to get you to speedrun these stages rather than enjoying the scenery. And I really like the way she put that because uh, I didn't really think about it for a while. But in Outrun, part of the kind of charm of Outrun is actually the scenery and actually moving through the different areas and, you know, and actually deciding in that split second, you know what, I'm going to go mountains this run. Yeah, I'm going to go mountains or I'm going to go, you know city or you know whatever um and yeah um fun little story i actually had outrun cabinet <laughs> it was an upright one it wasn't a sit down one uh, uh had an outrun cabinet at my sixth form uh which is uh for anyone listening overseas that ages from 16 to 18 uh in our schools high school basically we had an outrun cabinet and a mortal combat cabinet now um you know, I didn't get bad grades, but <laughs> I would like to formally blame Outrun for uh, perhaps me not achieving my highest grades possible. Although I am pretty kick-ass at, at Outrun now, so um, you know. What I will say as well about those stand-up cabs, if you've ever played one, um, as well as Crazy Taxi as well, is the top bit of your foot where you, like, your ankle is really really starts to hurt after after a while because uh you're just like ah you know especially the brake foot because you don't obviously don't want to put your brake foot down all the time so it's just hovering over the brake and to keep your foot up like at that angle for like five minutes it it gets really painful so yeah anyway (laughs) there's there's a bit of a bit of history from i need fruit talking about history let's um let's just talk about um this sega outrun cabinet in a bit more detail and uh, Maxi has joined us. What's up, Ma- Maxi? How's it going, man? Still waiting for you to go to Japan so you can come back and regale us with stories of Japan. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Sega Outrun. Um, it's a 16-bit arcade system uh, released in 1986. Who'd have thought? 1986, amazing. Um, it was also used for Super Hang On uh, in 1987 and Turbo Outrun in 1989. It's the second of the Super Scalar... Um, cabinets and I'm not going to go into too much tech techie details because we've already kind of gone into that with Superscaler um, but yeah we're going to move on to the X board and the Y board now now these ones are uh, powerhouses of super, super like sprite scaling uh, and with this you will find games such as Thunderblade, Afterburner and Power Drift and now for me Power Drift is one of the finest uh, looking sprite based games um, as just the speed and the kind of crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, we've got um, those tracks now. Um, oh, Maxi said he's still a few months away from going to Japan. Oh, hurry up, man. Come on. What's keeping you apart from, you know, work and money and all those kind of Yeah, I think I've answered my own question there. <laughs> he said, I got an outrun cab at school. Yeah, I did luck out. Um, 
I did indeed, definitely. Right, I'm going to play some tunes. I'm going to play some tunes. And the first one is going to be Thunderblade, followed by Afterburner and then Power Drift. And then we'll talk about the Sega X-Board and the Y-Board when we get back. So, um, yeah, enjoy this this track, Burning Point, uh, from the boss theme from Super Thunderblade. Let's do this.
your one-stop coin-op spot for all your arcade needs. Welcome to Club Sega.
we are back and we just played you there uh, a tune from power drift uh artistic traps e-course what is an artistic trap is that like a trap that you fall in and you're like oh what does it all mean these these lines symbolize racing and this thing symbol I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> before that, we played you Super Strike from Afterburner, and before that, Burning Point from Thunderblade. We were just chatting about 3D Thunderblade in the chat room. I didn't realise there was a 3D Thunderblade. Um, bad me, I guess. I've got Super Thunderblade for the Mega CD, but even badder me, I haven't actually really sat down and played it. And um, <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, yeah, there we go. Uh, that was the Sega System X and Y boards. Uh, the pinnacle of super skites, like sprite, scaling, rotating. Um, yeah, very, very, um, very powerful boards in terms of, uh, in, in terms of sprites and stuff. And I think I made KC laugh. Does that warrant a tap? Yeah, it probably does. Um... If you if you want to know why I'm tying, yeah, tune into the Mon- uh, the Manic Monday show uh, on Radio Sega at 8 p.m. and uh, yeah, there you go. Um, so we are coming near to the end of the show. Thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. I uh, hope you've been enjoying all the chip tunes, and hopefully you've he- you've heard uh, the sound at least progressing throughout this show from very simple FM chips to the kind of the the last block of music I'm about to play you now. Um, we'll play you one more block and then we'll come back and say goodbye for reals so um, so yeah uh, this one is all from the Sega 32 uh, board and if you can imagine 32 stands for 32 bit so this is kind of like on the same kind of par as um, the 32x that you would be uh, imagining um, games that uh, were out for this include Golden Axe, The Revenge of Death Adder, Rad Mobile, also known as Gale Racer, I think, uh, Outrunners, and Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm going to play you some of those tracks now. A little warner, warning, uh, loads of these tracks in this block, but they're all like a minute long, so there'll be a lot of variety, but uh, yeah, the first three are from uh, Golden Axe, Revenge of Death Adder. So yeah, this is Def Adder coming back and getting his revenge for uh, being bopped in the first game. Um, so um, yeah, let's, let's tune in and listen to these. Uh, first one is the main theme. Enjoy.
is social. Like us at Facebook.com slash Radio Sega and follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.
of Outrun is there. Um, uh, Picture the Rivers. Um, and as Rexy said earlier, Outrun is, again, another gorgeous game. And the scenery in that game is really, really lovely. So, yeah. That's Outrunners. Um, before that, we played you a free block track of Gale Racer slash Rad Mobile. And before that, we played you a free track block of Golden Axe Revenge of Death Adder. So, um, learned some really cool facts actually just in the last five minutes about Rad Mobile. And that's, um, that's the first official, um, release or, or sighting of Sonic in any Sega game ever um, which is pretty cool actually Rad Mobile came at six months out uh, came out sorry six months before uh, Sonic 1 did and um, in 1991 so um, that's pretty cool right uh, he, he featured on top of the little window his little kind of keychain thing uh, that kind of moved around while as you were racing so yeah, um, really interesting. I did not know that. So there you go. Uh, even the host gets some Sega education tonight. <laughs> um, so we're coming to the end of our show. Um, uh, Rexy also was mentioning that she actually found a Rad Mobile cabinet in a, in a place in Yorkshire when she was younger, which is pretty cool. That cabinet looks so good with the exhausts coming out the back. Really, really cool. Um, Yep, Sega, Sega Education, Sega Education. See, this is what happens if you get an outrun cabinet at your school. You uh, kind of miss out on learning the language you're meant to be speaking and stuff like that. So that, uh, that I'm going to cite that as the reason why I can't talk properly, okay? <laughs> yes, it's outrun's fault. So um, we've only got two tracks to play. Um, requests are open. If anyone wants to hear any um, tracks from uh, any of the Sega system boards, then uh, do send them over um, at Radio Sega or in the IRC. Otherwise, we've got two tracks left to, to end the show. Uh, but before I go, uh, just do a, a bit of um, a bit of housekeeping, as it were, and um, say that. Um, we have awesome shows here on Radio Sega. If you want to check them out, then head over to uh, radiose.ga forward slash shows and all the details for all the shows will be there. Uh, as well as that, um, next week it's a normal show for Club Sega, so your average run-of-the-mill show. Um, after that, we might be doing a Yu Suzuki show, which will be pretty cool. Um, and also on the horizon, we will have a Sega Mega Play show coming up, which is um, depends how you want to look at it. Really cool idea um, that Sega had for an arcade cabinet, uh, the Sega Megatech, which allowed you to plug in Mega Drive games into an arcade board and actually play them in the arcade. Or it's a thinly veiled uh, reason for me to be able to play some classic Mega Drive tracks on this show. Uh, <laughs> you decide. It's up to you. But um, yeah, really cool. Um, so keep your eyes and ears open for the Sega Mega Tech show. Uh, that will be a good one. Um, as well as that, um, I think that's it. We're out of here. So um, thank you everyone for joining me tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing your stories of these awesome games. Uh, and I'll be sure to see you all next week. For now, we're going to end the show with Flicky Bonus Round. And because we haven't played a track from the Sega Sonic uh, the Hedgehog game uh, will play the credits.
so um yeah that's me i need fruit signing out thanks for tuning in take it easy guys goodbye